0: Welcome to The Penny Drops, the Royal London podcast series simplifying finance to help more people like you make better informed money decisions. Royal London recommends you seek professional independent financial advice before making financial decisions. All views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and not of Royal London.
1: Hello, I'm Andrea Fox, a journalist, broadcaster and the host of The Penny Drops, where I speak to some of the best financial experts out there. Now, this podcast was recorded during the coronavirus outbreak, so please excuse any sound issues as we are all recording remotely in our cupboards at home. For the latest information on financial support and benefits, visit gov.uk forward slash coronavirus. Now, on this episode of The Penny Drops, we are talking all things business. With many people over the past year rethinking their career options and potentially starting a business themselves, what do they need to consider before they do? What are the costs? What are the risks to consider? And what makes a perfect business partner? Now, joining me today is Dan Musa, who's the founder of Keep 'em Quiet, a company that creates entertainment packs for children. Dan, thank you so much for joining me.
2: Hello, thank you for having me.
1: Now, first things first, I'm always envious of someone who started their own business. What exactly is Keep em Quiet and what inspired you to start this?
2: So keepemquiet.com is a, an e-commerce store. So we, we're an online store um, and we sell predominantly kids' stuff um they're the they're the
1: ones you're keeping quiet (laughs) they're the
2: ones we're keeping yeah i mean it's sort of tongue-in-cheek keep them quiet i mean you know most people love the name but it's it's it really is tongue-in-cheek we don't want people to be kids (laughs) to be quiet quiet but um yeah we're an e-commerce site we sell uh before covid we were known as a sort of travel entertainment solution um so we we make entertainment packs for kids but we sell all of your holiday gear as well you know we've moved on a little bit from that we sell lots of different things now for all different reasons because we've sort of had to move with the with the covid madness so we've we've
0: mm.
2: sort of pivoted and evolved and um which long run will be great for us but uh obviously meandering that nightmare was uh, something to <laughs> i don't want to have to repeat again but it is what it is you have to adapt so that's what we've done we started late 2016 um because uh, we, I have two children and we were travelling with them, mm. and they were young. It was my first, my daughter's first flight, so she was about one, I think it was, um, wow. and my wife and my son, who was about four, no three, three and a half. And um, my wife just bought a bunch of things from, you know, one of the the airport shops. Spent. A fortune and it was all yeah carry a plastic bag falling out of the bag and splitting as we got on the plane and as we got there I, I'd just come out of a, of a business that I'd closed and uh, I needed a break and that's why we were going away and I, I said I don't understand why there's nothing that you know an all-in-one place not like an Amazon where you, you you have to search and pick for specific things but why is there not something that's created by age and um you know, and tested by lots of children and it comes as a pack and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to pay through the nose when you get to an airport or Mm -hmm. go running around the shops. You know, parents are busy. So why not? Um, And that's how it began. And that day is when I started it.
1: Wow. And uh, I mean, hopefully you had a little bit of a break from the other business, but you mentioned that you you had a business before. So what was your experience before you set up Keep Them Quiet?
2: So before I set up Keep Them Quiet, I was actually for many years for 10, 12 years, I was actually a professional poker player. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. So I I actually have never had like a normal route to, you know, career or a job or anything like that. Um, I was a, you know, I I put it in inverted commas, self-employed, but I was, that was what I did Mm -hmm. for a living for over a decade. Um, So I've been used to sort of, I've been exposed to ups and downs probably more than a normal person, I would say. Yeah um but in saying that it was relatively steady for something that doesn't sound steady for people that don't really understand it um but it, it did expose me I mean, you know I've, I've never been used to having a salary or anything like that and then I set up a uh a, a sort of restaurant I guess it was which um yeah didn't it was great people loved it but it just didn't 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 work properly um it ne- needed far more money than I thought it did and you know that's how it goes sometimes. So mm. I've had the experience of sort of the poker thing with the ups and downs and the sort of no salaries and, and managing
1: and dealing uh, with the cards you're dealt.
2: Dealing with the cards you're dealt, leaving a lot to you know you can do your best, and the results sometimes don't come out the right way. Or, mm. You know, and so that helped dramatically. I think actually a lot of people that I speak to in that are entrepreneurs, that or traders or. A lot of people that come from a sort of poker background, which is a very logical, analytical background, you have to always be thinking very quickly and uh, you have to learn how to manage money and things like that.
1: How interesting. And you've already touched on the issues of COVID and having to pivot, but way back at the start, taking back to 2016, what were some of the biggest challenges for you getting Keep them Quiet off the ground?
2: I was also always uh, an online seller. I was a, an eBay power seller for Years, long time ago. I've always tried to do things like that. So it wasn't completely alien to me of how to set something up online. Um, To get it funded was a little bit tricky because um, coming out of a business that sort of put me in a weird financial position and sort of not being able to do what I used to do uh, properly, as it were... yeah, it was like i come up with the idea. I don't really, you know, worry about too much in the future. I'm, I'm the sort of person that if I come up with a good idea or a new product or whatever it is, I just do it. Like, I put the effort mm-hmm. in to think about it a little bit. But the reality is if you diddle and daddle about things, you, you, you invariably can talk yourself out of it or you ask too many people, They everybody gives you conflicting opinions. So it's better to you know, if you really trust your gut and and know yourself, I think that it's important just to do things. So the name came to us while we were sitting on the sun lounger and I'd registered it by the end of the day on as a domain and all the social media handles were done that that night. I'm like, that's how I am. I get quite sort of fixated and um, obsessive with things. So I think, you know, to make anything work, I think that's important as well.
1: Yeah, already so many great little business tidbits already cool. from you today, yeah. Dan. I'm glad. Um, you've already touched on COVID-19. Um, so when that hit, obviously you were focusing on travel packs for keeping kids entertained without screens whilst you were going somewhere. How how did that sort of affect you? How did you pivot?
2: The packs are the, are the main pull of the, the business. Um, they're, they're the most emotive, as you said. That We get amazing photographs from kids using them and reviews mm, with our like packs... That are versatile um we've people have bought them over the years for various things i mean we've done weddings parties bar mitzvahs christenings all sorts of things people buy them course, as a sort yeah. of up upgrade on a on a party bag as it were and we've we've been known for it because we we got we supplied the royal wedding um in 2018
1: Wow! Congratulations! Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so that was very, that Prince was super George, cool. etc., have, uh, yeah, have played yeah, with yeah. these. <laughs> Prince
2: George, Charlotte, uh, Robbie Williams as kids, uh, Mia Tyndall. Wow. I mean, so we got lucky with press with that, and mm. um, so that sort of. We don't create party bags, as it were. They're more. They're more expensive, and there's more to it than than a regular party bag. So for very special events, people buy them. So so it it was it was sort of a natural progression to, to pivot it to lockdown mm.
0: um
2: you know kids stuck at home uh Needing ridiculous situation uh, yeah exactly, I mean it, yeah. It, was, it was nuts so mm. uh, you know to, in order to um help a little bit so the things that we would you know, we would normally pack. Worked well for her at home. You know, there's educational things yeah. in there as well. So we sort of killed two birds with one stone. Not just sort of toys and gimmicks and games, but you know, there's educational stuff in there. There's books. There's workbooks. There's so we doubled down on a few of those things to make them more aligned with lockdown. You know, science experiment, little things, and mm-hmm. um, and that's how that went. And it went it went pretty well to begin with, to be honest. Like okay. uh, April and May were were nuts. Like everybody selling anything online, I think if you didn't go nuts, then I think you probably uh, (laughs) it would never, never work. Everyone was getting
1: everything online, weren't they? Exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then from then it was very volatile. Um, So then lockdowns easing, kids going back to school, then out of school, then not being able to move out of your little local town, or then you could. It was just a a mess. I mean, it's still a little bit of a mess. It's definitely much Mm. busier now. Um, because of, you know, people are planning more and you can actually go to the seaside and you can actually jump upon a, a plane if you, if you really wanted to, you can. Um, yeah. So it's it's easier now, but yeah, it was definitely a turbulent time.
1: Yeah, and, and interesting that you just sort of, like you say, have to think on your feet. You, re- mm-hmm. you recommend the business life, do you, Dan? I do,
2: I do. You know, I would say, yes, everybody does have a business in them. I think you have to be used to... Um, The ups and downs a little bit or prepare yourself for something that's not uh as straightforward as you know selling a product online and thinking that oh you know it's all going to be fabulous there's so much that goes into it um but yeah it's never been easier to start a business you could start a business tomorrow with a thousand quid 500 quid um you you really could you can do it all from your phone you don't need to be anywhere
1: and as you said, I mean, you were registering the company name whilst you were lying on a sun lounger. So let's yes. talk a little bit about, you t- You touched on um, how easy it is to get set up. But when it comes to funding, if someone's mm-hmm. got a great business idea but maybe they don't have that cash and they, they're not great at poker like you, <laughs> um, what are the different routes that a business can take to get loans, investments, etc.?
2: Yeah, so Keeping Quiet hasn't had any investment from anyone. Um, it's bootstrapped. Um, hasn't needed to That's amazing quite, yeah i mean it did quite well from from the beginning it then obviously has had uh you know you have rocky times like you think that you can walk on water and you can't so um there's it has rocky times and it need it, you know it needs assistance where you know as you grow your inventory out and you want to create new products you start to then realize that actually you probably do need funding um it's hard to to do it all from making your your profits it's, it's very hard and to live on it as well it's it's, it's pretty difficult um, so you have to be able to weather those sort of times where you haven't, you can't take a salary, and there's 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 all of the things like that where a lot of people can't do that. And you know, I, like I, you know, I, I'm not sort of immune to the fact that I'm lucky and uh, in lots of respects. So, it you know, you, it's a privilege to be able to do something like this. To be honest, because you know, people that you know work paycheck pe- to paycheck, it's 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 slightly difficult to take the the leap or the jump yeah. to do it. Um, but you only have one life it's very short uh things you know things can go good or bad you know within a split second and really we're here to make the most of our experience on earth and i think that really if you really want to do something and you don't want to be stuck doing something you don't want to do i think it's very important to try things like this um yeah. i mean there's lots of things out there now which help very early stage businesses i think there's there's lots of grant schemes if somebody did enough research they could probably find a way if the idea was good enough they'd probably be able to find a way to get it sort of funded but um yeah it's tricky (laughs) i'm not gonna lie (laughs) because when when we came up with it in 2016 i was very low on funds so you like i said i you know i did have have a stroke of good luck where it enabled me to to put that money into it and that's not going to happen every time so um that's not something that somebody should try and replicate it's just what happened um, yeah, yeah. But I think you find a way to do to to if you really believe in it, you start very small and you find a way and you you do it.
1: Yeah, completely. And I suppose uh, for you, when you were putting this product together, when you were putting the product together, how did you even know how much you should charge for it? Did you have like focus groups? What was the process?
2: Well, we didn't we didn't have photo uh, focus groups. We I sort of created the packs to recipe um so they would have like I said earlier that they would have some educational things in they have a craft in. they have uh, coloring all the things that my kids liked and we you know we test various things and you know the popular things that you see uh in toy stores and 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 those sorts of things and knowing what the RRPs are on the high street or on Amazon if somebody doesn't have to pay the full RRP on something um I think that's a good way plus people pay for convenience um you can have a little bit of a markup there so that they don't have to then drive into town park their car pay whatever it is per hour parking the car in london pay congestion charge or whatever these things are you, you factor all of these little things in that maybe don't seem that obvious um and you can create something that is competitive but you know it has a premium on it because it is convenient um yeah. but we didn't i didn't know really i just sort of worked out what i thought something should like this should cost um it can't go above a certain price point because it wouldn't it would deem it sort of um a bit too expensive but
0: okay
2: we we make all sorts of things now we've got lots of different kits we've got a new fidget kit which I'm not sure if <laughs> you've seen fidgets they're like the the thing. yes fidget yes.
1: spinners <laughs> Fid- yeah well
2: fidget spinners it began with so fidget spinners was the first of these sort of craze toys, but that we fidget spinners are no longer really. So there's now like these oh, bubble really? pop things. Out of date yeah, oh. if you go to a school gate, you'll see the kids all playing with all of these sorts of things. So we've now got this fidget kit that you know I make all the things in in the Far East, and we collate it and put it into one of our rucksacks, and we we can't sell enough of them. So you try, you would go with your gut. Uh, we've got another one, a, a messy play sensory kit, which is a you make a big mess with yeah. lots of stuff in an inflatable tray, and it's a very uh, <laughs> sensory tactile thing we sell. And we've sold, you know, they've sold very well as well. You have to go with your sort of instinct, and you try it out on friends and family and but again I don't try it out too much because I don't really want to hear negativity I'd rather <laughs> trust myself and trust what trust my kids yeah and when I see my kids faces light up and you know laugh and squeal and everything else then I, I sort of know um, mm. that it's going to work and I know my audience and I know my my market and I think that a lot of people in different markets and niches would probably you know somebody selling kids furniture or nursery gear or whatever it is they sort of know what works when you've done it a little bit you, you sort of know
1: Yeah. And even just thinking about costing, it's interesting, Mm. you know, you factor in the time they would have to spend to go out and buy those things as well. I also wanted to ask about business partners, because obviously picking a business partner can be difficult, but you run your business with your lovely wife, Carly. So how does that dynamic work for you guys?
2: So Carly helps keep them quiet with a lot of the things that I can't do or don't have the energy to do. Um, (laughs) You know, the, 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 the very early part of Keeping Quiet, as I said, was done organically and all of of the influences and celebrities and she was an um, ex-celebrity talent agent. So pre-having kids. So, you know, in that respect, it was very useful for for me to be able to utilise, you know, her and she gets on with everybody. You know, I don't necessarily. So it's sort of like (laughs) she's like the perfect, in that respect, people love her. So it's sort of like an easy... Um, you know, it wasn't done to try and get influencers and celebrities to pump our brand out there. It was that genuinely, she had relationships with people that yeah. liked it um, and made friends with people, and that's how it began. Day to day now, she doesn't do too much with keeping quiet. Um, obviously, she's she's been unwell and stuff, so I've had to mm. sort of take it over a little bit. But um, but yeah, in that respect, it was it's very useful to have somebody that has a completely different skill set to you. For me personally, I haven't I, I'm not in business in this business with anybody um Mm. it is just me um which can be a lonely stressful experience um so if I could it would be great to have a a, you know it it would be great to have an actual business partner but it's it's um sometimes you work better on your own and you, you you know there's pros and cons to both of that um
1: yeah and it's, it's interesting, you know, like you say, that's another thing that maybe people don't consider when they go into business, that you will have to be, you may come from a company where there's a HR department and a finance department mm-hmm. and you have to do all of that. When you, yep. it's your business and it's your, it's it's your baby in a way. Yeah. Um, and interesting that you say that it's it's quite nice to have that dynamic of finding a business partner who maybe has skills that you don't have. <laughs>
2: yes, very important. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't have, you know, my wife does certain things or or did certain things with it that I definitely couldn't have done um and not because I, you know I was I, I might not have been very good if I just didn't didn't want to to be honest like it's I didn't <laughs> want to go to cocktail parties with you know lots of you know female influencers necessarily it wasn't for me oh, that go. part of it yeah no well hello <laughs> <laughs> um but you know I think yeah I, you know but I'm somebody that works so you know as a sort of lone wolf anyway to be honest. Mm. Um I have another little business that I've started actually with my mother, um, oh, wow. which is a dog. Really keeping yeah. it in the family. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know, you, you you hash out things over dinners and things, and you sort of you come <laughs> up with ideas, and, and again, like just why not? She's a she's yeah. an entrepreneur herself, so that we've got another that we've got a dog business called WaggyCaddy.com, and that's a it is a dog oh, online wow. store. So it's quite cool actually, but it's only been the last few months so that we launched that. But so that's slightly different dynamic to keeping quiet because you know, I have somebody else to to sort of talk about certain things with.
1: And um, coming back to finances, obviously, this is a finance podcast. I know you've said you had that luck uh, in your old sort of career, as it were, um, with the poker playing. But when it comes to money, would you say in your experience, it's wise to build up some savings and prepare yourself financially before you go into business?
2: I would say yes, I say I would I would say don't be don't let it stop you doing something because I I read a lot on Twitter of people saying, Oh, you know, well, I need to wait until X happens. And, you know, a lot of people say that with babies as well. Like they say, well, I can't have a baby Mm. until X has happened. Well, that doesn't happen like that and it doesn't work like that. So I would say yes, in an ideal world, um, you know, going back to the poker thing, you play within a certain level that you can afford to play and you have a certain amount. Uh, in your bank, which is called a bankroll, which I still sort of use as a terminology for when I'm in business. For business, <laughs> Yeah. And then you make sure that you have a life role, life bankroll, okay. so that you can make sure that you can pay your bills if you hit a, you know, bad stretch of business or whatever it happens to be, you know, three to six months minimum, I would say probably, mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough to do that. A lot of people can't do that. So, um, you know, that that's again, a, a, you know, you have to take that into account privilege you know a lot of people borrow money to do, to start businesses and have mm-hmm. no no actual actual cash which is you know fine as well um I mean, you have to take risks to start businesses and you have to take risk continually in business anyway so mm-hmm. you know you have to take on a little bit of risk to get anywhere um, yeah
1: it, i suppose starting a new business there is always a risk isn't always. there you know
2: most okay. businesses most new businesses fail And most businesses fail to be honest you only really hear about the great ones or the the ones that that work you know there's so many that don't but i don't think that's through lack of it's just it's it's very it it is very difficult like even Mm. with an online business you know if if people think that just because you don't have a big premises you know i have i have a third party warehouse that deals with orders and that's where all the stock is but i don't because i don't have big offices or you know like that that people don't think oh there's any overheads well there are there's is a massive Mm -hmm. amounts of things that go on behind the scenes creatives or emails or ads and you know there's a lot of stuff that you have to you know be able to cost in and and um you know and you can get overwhelmed with it but for somebody starting a new business i think that you have to just you know you are only here once as i said like just try even if it's like on a weekend or I don't know, after your work or or whatever it happens to be. Um, yeah. You don't need a huge amount of capital or get yourself into lots of debt or any of these things or necessarily have a life, uh, you know, pank roll, as it were, to, to fall back on because you can start things whilst having your normal job. Um, I think it's better to have a little bit of sweat equity, or well, sweat equity, but having a little bit of pressure and sweat where you don't know how things are going to go, so you try your hardest and you hustle all the time. Mm. Um, Mm. And I think that uh, brings out a different desperation almost but you want it to work.
1: Yeah, I suppose if it's, it's, it is that like burning idea inside you. And lots mm-hmm. of people will be listening to this with this idea and thinking about carving out a bit of time to, you know, work out how they get their business started. And obviously, one of those big things is finance, we've touched on that. But is mm-hmm. there anything else other other financial things to consider? You talk about your warehouse? Have you got any insurances and things like yeah. that that you've had to yeah. get in place?
2: Oh, there's so much the list is never ending. There's insurances, <laughs> there's, uh, you know, you know, you have a, a third, if you have a third party uh, logistics warehouse, the costs, to do with that you have to weigh those up versus getting your own warehouse and employing your own staff which I, you know I, I had a couple of members of staff prior to moving to um because it just got too big to, to do it ourselves and I, I was at the point where do i have to rent or you know lease a big warehouse or do you outsource it um there's oh yeah everybody has to be paid for their time um mm-hmm. you know in what they do so if you have people that run your ads they need paying for their time, people that do your emails, people that the back end of your store, your website. Um, so yeah, I mean it's pretty pretty overwhelming. I mean with with stock and inventory and things, once you build up a relationship with a with a supplier, you you, you can have credit. Um, invariably if you're creating your own products and you're importing from the Far East, there's no credit. You have to pile up front. I'm quite an organized OCD type personality, so When I want, I want everything to fit into its little boxes, and it all to be neat and tidy. But it doesn't work like that. So there's there's just too many things around, you know. you know suppliers, and uh, you know financial uh, commitments and things that you can't just that it can't all be neat and tidy and be organised on that day. It just plays itself out.
1: Yeah. And I suppose tax is another big one that maybe people are thinking right now. So can you talk mm-hmm. to us about some of the taxes that businesses here in the UK have to pay?
2: Yeah. So there's uh, we have VAT here, obviously, uh, value-added tax, and that is applicable to everything that you sell within a certain niche. I mean, there's things that are exempt. Um, a lot of our products have educational... Um, you know things inside them so you know there's a sliding scale of VAT which you can pay I think like uh, uh, educational things and books uh, don't have any VAT on them Um, corporation tax uh, you have to think about you have to apparently my accountant says you have to put it aside and not touch it but that doesn't happen because (laughs) you need the money for other things and then you you come to the end of it when you know you pay for it when you when, when you're there um I rather use use the money rather than just keep it. Looking at it, um, but what else is there? Yeah, I mean, you have your own personal tax when you are self employed, or I'm not self employed, but you know, I don't know how people pay themselves. But if you're paid on a dividend, there's a different tax rate to uh, if you're paid paye. Um, and a lot of these things you don't know or aren't versed in until you're actually in it. I don't Mm. think you can read up all about this. I mean, you probably could, but you'd probably get scared to death and not do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But again, it's like, just do it. And, you know, hopefully uh, you learn as you go.
1: Yeah. And you talked about having some staff as well, and obviously Mm -hmm. in the restaurant that you had as well. Mm -hmm. Staff, of course, typical Mm -hmm. employee benefits mean pensions, sick pay, maternity, Mm -hmm. paternity leave. So if you're thinking about having um, staff, this is obviously something you need to think about, isn't it?
2: It is. Th- I mean, thankfully, I don't have too many, I uh, don't have really many members of staff on the payroll, as it were. Um, everybody is that I use is remote and is um, sort of paid as they as they work, as, as opposed to, because, you know, I've got my uh, ads people in Europe, I've got uh, my custom service in, in a different country, I've got people you know my ads people in Canada and my warehouse in London and it's all you know you know it's all remote but but yes having a different type of business like a restaurant is a bit of a headache I would say knowing it from firsthand for a very short period that I did it and my brother-in-law who runs a successful chain of restaurants um, you know yeah it's, there's a lot to consider with all of these things um, I think if you're not uh, a people person or you're not necessarily somebody that likes to deal with people all the time don't go into something that requires people continually <laughs> set up an online business you can do it all through email or chat or whatever it is it's, it's easier in that respect but it has a lot of pitfalls itself so you know there's there's swings and roundabouts it's what you're comfortable with
1: yeah yeah and that I guess is the one of the benefits of being your own business owner you know you, you can set those kind of set it up the way you want to run it and i I just wondered as well like sticking with the um kind of costs to do with setting Mm -hmm. up your business was there any sort of hidden costs something that really surprised you when you've been setting up your businesses in the past
2: i think i didn't truly realize inventory i didn't really understand um the forecasts that you need I mean going back to 2000 the end of 2016 you know I was doing I was packing all the packs myself and I didn't mm. you know there was nobody working for me so I was doing it all myself but and that I was a very much a pay-as-you-go type thing um you know you would sell x amount and I'd buy more and that that's how it sort of worked um as you go on and you you expand your product offering or you you know you expand the products that you you design or whatever it happens to be, you end up with a, a you know, an eye watering amount of inventory in some respects and you have to manage that. And it's, it, it is tricky, but yeah, you, 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 you know, you get credit with suppliers and as long as you, you keep up a good reputation, you're able to, to double down on that when you need more stock um, things like uh, you know, we, we've designed a few products recently in the far East, which have surpassed the amount that I, have ever designed myself um we've got this new travel tray which is a, a portable lap tray for children in a car that it can doodle and, and things don't drop all over the floor it's pretty clever and mm. that you know that sort of thing you know there's there's lots of incentives
1: and I realize we've mentioned the phrase side hustle so many times already but for anyone who's like what does that mean what what do you sort of give us the definition for a side hustle
2: um well so it would be somebody that um it creates a side income um separately to what they normally do um so if you're a lawyer or you're in retail or whatever it happens to be and that's your main source of income um and you want to set up an etsy store selling beaded bracelets you're selling your beaded bracelets that you know hopefully becomes profitable is your side hustle um mm. much like my side hustle is I wouldn't call my dog business my side hustle because that's actually an actual business and it's, Mm. you know, it doesn't make money yet. So it's sort of not, I wouldn't call that a hustle because really.
1: It's a new business. It's a
2: new business. There's a difference Mm. between a new business um, and a side hustle. Side hustle is things like eBay, um, you know, Mm. finding uh, discounted or distressed stock. I I don't know, something like that. Or finding a new hot trainer if you're into trainers, which I am finding them selling them for a 100% margin because they're popular you know there's this I, I do a lot of that
1: I feel like yeah as you were saying your business idea is a business idea but I feel like side hustles for me I've always found like they're something that someone does whilst they're doing another job so mm-hmm. in a way they can be slightly less risky because you do it alongside your current job but then you have to find the right sort of balance don't you
2: yeah, I mean, side hustles can be anything. I mean, it could be you could be a painter. You could, you know, an artist. Mm. You could just, you know, if somebody likes what you've painted and you sell one for twenty-five quid or fifty quid, whatever it happens to be, that becomes a side that's hustle.
1: It's a side hustle, yeah. Exactly,
2: yeah. Or Pokemon cards. You know, <laughs> I know people <laughs> that buy Pokemon cards and put and find the rare cards and they sell those on and they make a profit and that's their side hustle. And you know, there's interesting ways that people come up to to try and make money I, I'm so like not the person that has a career or you know has a, a job nine to five that that mm. um, you know that, that I never went down that trajectory so to me side hustles are sort of completely normal so keeping quiet would mm-hmm. have been a side hustle but it turned into a business um, yeah. I think I wasn't looking for a side hustle I was looking for a business but yeah um, I think that you know it's that sort of thing that can be, be, be is a side hustle and then I guess when it's when it goes in a certain direction you move all in on it and you you turn it into a business and that's yeah that's uh, you know you can do that for sure
1: yeah and I guess that's what lots of people yeah with their side hustles that maybe they've started in furlough or something like that in the past Mm -hmm. year are hoping that they will become a business and do you think there's anything that you feel you need to know or feel you need to think about in terms of whether you're the right kind of person to run a business I think if you...
2: Oh, it's so hard. from Coming from somebody that, that sort of, like, again, didn't...
1: Never didn't had a really normal a, job never, in your never own Never really own words. had a job. <laughs> so it's
2: sort of like, I never had a salary. So it's sort of very unique, you know, it's quite unique that, I guess, but it's sort of very um, unusual. But I think if you're not happy doing what you're doing, um, and I guess if you're not... If you if your profession doesn't... Um, if it's just a job, like, and it's not a profession, like, I don't know, there's creatives that it's actually a profession, um, and... It, that, that's a different, that's different to say a lawyer, a lawyer, you can't really do very much outside of, you know, if, if that's what you want to be, it's yeah. not going to really, it's very difficult to, to 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 start something else if you're used to that. Um, I think people probably think I'm mad for, for yeah. the way I do things because it is inherently quite risky and very unstable. Um, yeah, that's and, not for and you. That's, that's yeah. not for me. And that, that's what makes the world go around. I think it's important that we all do different things, but I think um, people starting businesses is is good for the economy. I think it's interesting.
1: Okay. And I suppose, is there anything that you wish you'd known before setting out on this journey that you can let people know now if they're thinking about starting a business?
2: I I guess it's sort of embracing your situation and knowing that whatever you're doing is not perfect um but understanding the journey of what you're doing is is sort of more important than I don't know having it all you should probably try and enjoy it I'm 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 completely you know I'm a very emotional guy like I'm emotional I was emotional with what I did before and I'm emotional now with it and I, I wish somebody would just sort of pull me by the ear and say just enjoy what it is because you've created this and you mm. sh- you know to sweat everything and to, to be stressed about things is you, I think there's a balance to it but really you should just probably enjoy the journey a little bit more and, and not not stress so much about it because it's whilst it's super important and obviously it's important if you feed your children on it and everything else you pay your bills with it but I, I you know again going back to that point with I just think it, it's important to to realize that it's not all so serious <laughs> it should <laughs> it should be a little bit of fun on the way and um enjoyable but it's hard it's it's easy to say that and you know this has been a very tough year for everybody Mm. um Mm. you know myself included it has not been easy and but it it is just when I step back and I see a review from someone from you know with a picture of their kid because people leave leave lovely pictures on the reviews and things and I see that and even if that that to me is more fulfilling than an order so Mm. it it just it's a very unique experience it's great um But yeah, I would say that my advice to anyone is do it and enjoy or try and enjoy the journey of it. And yeah, Yeah, but I'm guilty of of not doing that. So, you know, sometimes.
1: (laughs) Well, I know, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, And you've mentioned a few people during our chat so far, but is there anyone that gave you some really good business advice along the way?
2: I take bits of advice from. Lots of people. Um, yeah. I mean, my my grandfather was probably the most, I don't know, the, the, the person that I consider, who's no longer with us, obviously, but because he's, he, would, he would have been 100 and something. But he was probably the most, um, the person that I respected the most in business, probably, even though he had like wild ups and downs. And... Um, It probably didn't end very well, to be honest, but he he started up mail order in the UK for the readers offers in papers and stuff like that. And funnily enough, with Waggy Caddy, we've recently done some mail order um, readers offers in some of the papers. So it's a weird sort of full circle. But um, so he started that 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 to me was quite admirable. I always looked up to to what he did and it's sort of very similar to e-commerce. Um, you know, my, my mother's an entrepreneur. She has a couple of businesses that, you know, in COVID have been affected by and, you know, it's just she's always started new things or tried and, and done things. Like, you know, the advice just by watching more than just advice. Um, I think you pick up a lot of things from people, uh, friends of mine, successful people that I know. Um, but again, like to take their advice is, is you have to take it with a pinch of salt because it might not be what you're doing. Um, Mm. and it doesn't all, um, I think it, you know, it doesn't all tally to what you're, to, to what you're doing, but I think, you know, it'd be cool to have a mentor. I don't really have a mentor as it were. Mm. Um, but I think those are very important business mentors. Um, still sort of looking for, for, for that, that in my, um, business life. Um, but I think those have to be unique to what you do, Mm. um, but yeah I'm I'm an, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur I, I I look at lots of different things and I like to do different things um it doesn't all have to be pigeonholed into e-commerce or whatever it happens to be so I think you can take advice from anyone that you respect that's that's successful
0: hmm.
1: and I suppose you say entrepreneurs anybody entrepreneurs that you're inspiring listening to this right now any resources that you think they should know about that maybe you've found helpful
2: yeah I depending on what you're into, uh, I find Twitter amazing. Um, yeah, there's certain, yeah, it's, it's uh, there's you know all these social platforms have different uses and they've got different mm. pros and cons. Um, you need things like Instagram and Facebook for your actual business, but Twitter I find gives me. Um, tips and advice funnily enough from because there's a lot of very smart people on there if you filter out all the rubbish people complaining about x factor whatever it happens to be uh, it, 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 there's actually some very smart astute people on there um that i've learned a ton on there's facebook groups which are in, are, are invaluable you know i'm i'm on i'm on a couple of those that are to do with e-commerce because mm. e-commerce is what i'm interested in um, you know, it doesn't even have to be anybody you know, and then you connect with people. People, you know, this remote thing—you you can connect quite easily with people now, and it's not sort of like this weird thing anymore. Um, so, I would say those are, are the best ways to to learn and get advice. I guess. I mean, you have to take a pinch of salt. Also, YouTube's pretty good. Apart, but just don't fall for the the, the sort of guru internet guru traps and all of those mm. things that are out there but there are some great lot resources there's so many I know well of <laughs> course because it, you know, people you know people, people are desperate to, to find something I guess that people take advantage of it but there, there are some great resources there um, if you know where to look um, mm. but yeah you, you, yeah it's sort of you look at it you take the information then you evaluate it yourself and you use your own gut with mm. the information that you're provided. If it seems too good to be true and it's all so easy, it's invariably not.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's sort of what I take from it. But
0: yeah,
1: that's such a good tip about social media as well. And I am very sorry for those X Factor tweets. Um, yes. <laughs> one other thing. Yeah. <laughs> one other thing. You've, I mean, you've mentioned the highlights of getting great reviews, you've mentioned, you mm-hmm. know, the royal wedding, but has there been an, any other like great highlights since you started your businesses?
2: Yes. Uh one immediately springs to mind, which I still smile about when it happened when, when I when I think about it, and unfortunately because of COVID, we haven't had too much of it, is that when a friend or somebody I know or one of our community on Instagram send us of a, a photo of someone else they've seen in an airport, in a train station, on a beach, with our bag on their back,
1: <laughs>
2: that to me is solidifies all of the the, the the blood, sweat and tears, because that once I see something like that, it, it, it's amazing. So friends that send me photos of somebody they've seen on a plane with a, a pack hanging off the side of that somebody's chair or <laughs> on the back of a family while they're walking through the airport. That to me is like, I don't know, I can't even explain. how kick. amazing <laughs> that is. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's seriously. It's like a yeah, real uh, dopamine hit. Yeah. Um, and then recently I was speaking to a company um, who in a sort of financial thing. And they, somebody there, just completely random, happened to be a customer, which was nuts because Aww. it's just very random. Uh, that was nice to hear. But those sorts of things. Um, so it's sort of, you know, when you start a business and if your friends and family are the only ones buying it, you're not going to get anywhere, mm. really, I'm, I'm afraid. If the general public and... Uh, mr and mrs smith outside in the outside world that have no affiliation to you and don't really care about you buy your product and like your product and use it used by somebody completely random that is the best feeling in the
1: world yeah yeah you've met you've made some cut through when you when you know those things happen for sure um i know you've talked about the new business you've started with your mum but are Mm -hmm. there any ambitions you can share with us for your business in the future that you're working on
2: Yes, um, there's always actually. I mean, I'm never really satisfied, so it always has to be um, <laughs> evolving. Um, otherwise, it's you know if things get t- you know tedious. But I, with keeping quiet, particularly we, because of Brexit and because there's lots of pain points with that um, sort of exporting and importing, mm. um, which again is a whole nother podcast. But um, yep. that uh, we need to expand our operation for keeping quiet into. Uh, Europe to have it shipped from Europe I mean we have tons of European customers tons of American customers that buy and have it shipped from the UK to wherever mm. they are and they pay a premium to get it shipped there and it 's not ideal and with brexit there's more import duties and weird things that and sometimes mm-hmm. they don 't even get there which is just ridiculous but
0: um,
2: we need to expand it to Europe um, have a have a warehouse in Europe and America is always been since I began this. Um, I always wanted to have it shipped domestically in America. That's like a dream. Um, I would be very successful if I could manage to do that somehow. But again, it's like managing finances and I can't extend certain, you know, because you need to buy inventory all over again. So it's sort of Mm -hmm. America to ship it domestically to American customers who buy from us already uh, would be, yeah, a super cool thing to do.
1: Awesome. Fingers crossed for you on that one. Well, we're nearly at the end of our time today, Dan, but I wondered if I could ask you what your top takeaways from this podcast would be to anyone listening now thinking about setting up a business. Uh,
2: Sorry if I'm reiterating myself or repeating myself, (laughs) but it is uh, trust your gut instinct, um, take a bit of risk, um, learn from uh, all the the resources that you can find twitter and all these places there's lots of information there um and don't take on too much advice from people um i think you have to have conviction in yourself and your product and your business rather than what anybody else thinks because a lot of times people give you advice but they don't really understand your business or your idea um they won't have the vision or the hunger that you have for it anyway um they have your best interests at heart probably but you know, a lot of people also that if they come from a completely different career path, they're not going to ever understand why you'd want to do that anyway.
0: Mm. They
2: would think you're crazy, but, you know, you have to be a bit crazy anyway. But I think that <laughs> you 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 have to, yeah, trust yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for all the advice that you shared today. And as always, a reminder to you listening, there'll be loads of resources uh, in the show notes, wherever you're listening right now. But finally, Dan, we always like to ask our guests, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, it doesn't have to be to do with business and finance, what would that be?
2: Ooh, um, don't Don't compare yourself to others is mm-hmm. number one. Um, and don't sweat the things that don't really matter that much. I would just say don't sweat the sort of things that if you if you really know what you want to do or you don't know what you want to do invariably, um, you know, things do have a habit of working themselves out. Anyway.
1: Oh, <laughs> a lovely little bit of advice for your 18-year-old self. Uh, Dan Musa from Keep Em Quiet. Thank you so much for joining me on The Penny Drops.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the penny drops we hope you learned something new and useful to help you with your finances we'd love to hear what you think of the series so please do leave us a review or if you have any comments or money questions you'd like us to cover you can get in touch at the at this podcast series is brought to you by royal london the uk's largest mutual life pensions and investment company Royal London recommends you seek professional independent financial advice before making financial decisions. All views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and not of Royal London.